Sometimes our desire to work harder can sabotage us. And we almost want to think, don't work harder. Welcome to season four of the Fitness Hacks podcast. My goal this season is to help you shatter those self-limiting beliefs by learning to train smarter through proper workout design, nutrition, and mindset habits. Hey guys, it's Corey from Redefining Strength. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks podcast. Today I want to talk about not working harder, but working more efficiently. So one of the hardest things for me personally to do is to pause and assess. I like taking action. The second I can, I will take action on something. I don't often really want to reflect on it. I don't want to think about all the ramifications of the actions. I want to act. Action to me feels really, really good. It makes me feel like I'm moving forward. However, this is not the best way to get the most efficient results possible. And I've actually found that a lot of times my desire to take action has held me back. Because what leads to success isn't working harder, it's working smarter. And that means that you have to be more efficient in your work. And efficiency of work comes from constantly learning, constantly honing your skills, constantly perfecting your tools and building your resources. It's not simply about taking action. We can work really, really hard and ultimately get nowhere because the purpose of our work isn't as intentional as it should be. It's not as efficient as it should be. We're wasting a lot of effort in the end. And that can make it really, really frustrating when you don't see the results that you want, but you are working really, really hard. So as a person prone to working harder over sometimes working smarter, I really wanted to share some like tips that I have found very helpful. And I also wanted to share a story that really resonated with me and made me change my mindset around it to become more efficient in how I did things. And this story is actually the tale of two woodcutters. So woodcutter A cuts wood all day, never pausing to rest. And woodcutter B, on the other hand, at times throughout the day, stops and sits down. At the end of the day, woodcutter B has actually cut three times more wood than woodcutter A. And so Woodcutter A goes to Woodcutter B and they're like, how the heck have you cut so much more wood than me? You rested far more. Woodcutter B says, I wasn't resting. I was sharpening my saw. All too often, we don't want to pause. We don't want to sharpen our saw because we don't want to not be taking action. We think if I just do more, I'm going to see better results faster. But when we don't take that step back to improve, to work on our tools, to make sure that everything is actually done with a purpose, we waste a lot of effort and time. So we can end up working a lot longer and not seeing better results. Versus sometimes if we take that step back, if we regress to progress, if we embrace learning something new, if we really assess, is this the best way? We can ultimately move forward faster. And it's really hard to make that mental shift because I know for me, like when I pause to really assess what's going on, I'm like, but I could be doing stuff with this time. But sometimes the doing stuff that we need to be doing is not actually taking action, but assessing the actions and the ramifications and the purpose of them. Even with regressing to progress, like a lot of times we don't wanna take that step back in our workouts, right? We don't wanna modify moves. It feels like we're not getting as much out of it. Heck, we don't even wanna sometimes do our warmups, right? We wanna get to the good stuff because we think we're gonna burn more calories and that's going to lead to better results. But so often the stuff we wanna skip, the assessment, the, the modifications, the really learning, the embracing, the improvement of systems and tools, that's the stuff that ultimately makes everything else, all that hard work pay off faster, right? Doing that warm up helps you get more out of your workout because you're more efficient in your movements. You're actually utilizing the correct muscles. You can get more out of every exercise because you're moving better and you're not putting yourself at risk for injury, which could put you out for longer. If you're assessing how are my macros actually working, if you're taking time to log your food to make sure you're actually hitting them, all these things that might not feel like forward movement 
ultimately help us move forward faster. And it's one of these things that as much as sometimes taking action feels good, we have to realize that if we don't pause and assess at points, we're going to ultimately be working really hard to be spinning our wheels. We're that hamster on that hamster wheel, right? We're running in place. We're going really hard, but we're not getting anywhere. And I've been prone to this myself, which is why I see this pattern happening with clients as well. And I really wanted to take this chance to, to highlight what we can do to help ourselves pause and assess so we get better results. Because while it can feel like we're wasting time or slowing our momentum or just taking a break, this step back, this pause to assess can really help us take that huge leap forward where we ultimately see progress faster because of what we see as a setback or a pause or a break. Okay, so we can't rush results by just working harder. We have to be willing to pause and sharpen our skills, a little pun there, and build our resources and knowledge to be more productive. Okay, so as a person who doesn't like to do this, how can you get yourself to pause and assess the time so that you can really embrace the learning process and get better results faster? The first thing I think is really key and something I started doing was scheduling those pauses. Okay, I wanted to schedule that forced time to take a break. I actually put in learning time to my schedule so that I could take that time to assess my systems. I would make myself before I take action sleep on it for 24 hours even, right? The more we can sort of schedule in, create that pattern interrupt, the more we can get ourselves to just stop just taking wasted action and actually assess what is and isn't working. You know, if you're going to be writing up a new progression, set in a time before you write those workouts up to actually take a look at your workout logs. Were you progressing? What moves were you improving upon? What moves were you not filling in the right areas? Take time to actually assess your videos. Even during your workouts, you know, I'll have clients who are new to a progression who don't want to pause and take those videos. They just want to get the workout done. They want to get that sweat on. And I'll be like, hey, this first week, don't worry about it as a workout. Worry about it as getting the most out of it. Pause, take a, a chance to not only take the video, which might make you rust longer, but then even assess it. Because then if you can improve upon that next round, you're going to get more out of it. So it's like taking that bird's eye view, taking that step back, but forcing yourself to do it by consciously scheduling it in. Even at the end of a week, do a weekly check-in, put it on your calendar, put that date on your calendar that actually alerts you so that you have to do it, right? But we want to think how can we schedule these breaks in to make ourselves sort of be forced into taking them so that they do become natural to do, so that our, our thought pattern actually changes eventually so that we don't just take action, we pause in taking it because we've scheduled it so much. So schedule in like weekly assessments, put it on your calendar for a specific time each month. Before you do certain things, make sure that you're assessing to then help better implement the next round through. But take that bird's eye view and schedule it in consciously to your schedule so that you actually are forced to do it versus it being very easy to skip it when you're so prone to action. Number two is force nonlinear progression. Okay. So this isn't just scheduling that time to pause and assess scheduling in that learning time to your calendar so that you're actually embracing reading the books and looking at different perspectives, but force nonlinear progression. So before you need a deload week, before you need that recovery week, schedule it in or even say, Hey, I know I'm going on vacation at this time. How can I build my workouts around this to make sure that I'm having this break right here, no matter what, but do it before you really need it. Because sometimes if we step back before we're forced to, we can end up moving forward faster and we don't end up having some of the negative ramifications of taking action past the point we should have, right? If you're, you know, doing well in a macro ratio, but you can feel that mental burnout might be coming or usually four weeks in, you know, you need that mental break anyway at three weeks in, Think about switching it, consciously switch it with a purpose, right? So we're not just doing something without a purpose, but do it before you need it. Because a lot of times if we can embrace sort of either steering into the skid or make sure that we're taking care of ourselves before we're really craving it, right? We can end up 
not sabotaging ourselves, right? It's just like when restriction builds too much. If you get so restricted feeling, you end up like binging or seeking out things that you wouldn't normally care about because you just feel so restricted, you've let it build too too far. So by actually forcing that nonlinear progression, forcing yourself to stay, take that step back or even change preemptively, it can really help. So it's, it's thinking sometimes too that like less is more, right? Taking that step back to do the minimums. If you know it's going to be a busy time at work, instead of trying to force the macros or even see if maybe the macros work, go back to minimums, such as a protein, you know, minimum that you want to hit a calorie cap before you even need it. Sometimes force that nonlinear progression, because then if you do have ebbs and flows, it's not as bad either, right? You got used to the fact that you're going to even take that step back just to help yourself take that step forward. You're, you're forcing yourself to almost take less action by the way you're programming. And then number three, learn while doing, okay? If you find that things aren't progressing the way you'd like, why not take time to learn as you're staying consistent with those things? So let's just say, you know, these workouts, you don't feel like you're actually moving forward towards your pull-up goals the way you want. Instead of just jumping ship and seeking a new program, think, okay, what is going on with this? How can I learn more about what might be beneficial to either A, implement into the system, or B, yes, then write up something new before I've jumped ship. But too often we just take action by changing everything or doing something new versus as we're doing the current thing we're doing, assessing and learning to see what other tweaks we can make. Because a lot of times it's just little tweaks to what we're currently doing that really does pay off, but it's so tempting to just want to jump ship at the first thing we find versus really even trying to learn more about what we're doing and why it, it might've worked for somebody else and isn't working for us. Okay. So keep doing what you're doing and slow down the rate at which you want to make drastic changes. Think how can we exert like the minimal amount of effort, make the smallest change possible and see the biggest result instead of just wanting to do more instead of taking more action. Think how can I actually be as lazy as possible and see the best results? I, I found that mentally that shift for me, like, Hey, who doesn't want to be lazier, right? Well, heck, if I can do less work and see better results, that sounds fabulous. So instead of just jumping into action, I think, okay, how can I make less or, or fewer changes? How can I take less action and actually see better results? Because that way I can save my energy for something else that I want to do. So constantly be assessing while staying consistent with something to see what other small changes you can make over having to make a dramatic shift that's going to take a lot more effort, that's going to take a lot of mental willpower, that's going to even potentially overwhelm you so you don't want to get started, and then you never make those changes, and then you fall back into old habits. Okay, so as a person that likes to take action, I totally get the attitude of do more, do more, let's take action, let's get going, come on right now, let's make changes, right? But at the same time, that ends up in a lot of wasted effort and results come from efficiency of work. And efficiency comes from constantly learning, constantly honing your skills, constantly being willing to take that step back to pause and assess and perfect your tools and build your resources. So we all want to be woodcutter B. We want to cut three times more wood while taking that supposed quote unquote break, right? Working less hard to achieve better results. So just realize that Sometimes our desire to work harder can sabotage us. And we almost want to think, don't work harder. We want to think, don't work harder, work smarter even. Thanks for tuning in to the Fitness Hacks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. If you haven't introduced yourself, message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to hear what goals you're working towards and see if I can help. For my three-step recipe for amazing results, visit rsrecipe.com.